0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is Das Hobby, Germany's number one trading card show.
1: And here are
0: your hosts with the perfect podcast faces, Marcus and Dennis. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time again, another Das Hobby episode today in English. Marcus, that's what you always were looking for, right?
2: Yes, absolutely. That's, that was, uh, yeah, I dream of that. First of all, sorry for, for you all who he, uh, who's hearing that podcast for my English and also sorry for our guest. but I try my best uh, to, to, uh, to speak English.
0: We love you. Everybody <laughs> loves you, Marcus. <laughs> never forget that. So um, today we have a guest from uh, Pennsylvania, actually, Philadelphia, if
1: I'm uh, yeah. correct.
0: It is wonderful Jonathan Downey. Welcome, welcome.
1: Thank you for having me today.
0: Welcome, welcome. So we got you here because um, you have a collection that we actually see in the background a a little (laughs) of it already. Um, You are a Michael Jackson fan and collector.
1: Yes. So
0: why Michael Jackson?
1: I kind of, I guess since the age of five, when I was just fascinated when I first heard Billy Jean, I remember. And then when I was in grade school and just listening to his music growing up, and I was just always so moved by his dancing and just the way that he, you know, presented himself on stage. He was always just like a magician almost. It was incredible to watch him on stage and just how the crowds would react to him, and you would see like the people fainting and all you know, the videos you've seen. It's just incredible the impact that he had and I, as a child seeing that you're just in awe and um you're just like wow this is god this is incredible i i gotta i gotta be a part of this and um it just kind of went from there and um was always so i was a fan as a child and then as an adult i actually got involved with the michael jackson fan club um mm-hmm. it was formerly called um, mjfc we were around for about 20 years and i was their webmaster So I I did all the back end of of the website, all the latest news. Um, I did help out with a lot of the the events uh, on the event calendar and things like that. And we actually hosted two different events that were um, attended by Michael Jackson personally. We hosted his 45th birthday party in Los Angeles, California, where um, it was about uh, several thousand fans. um, And we had Steve Harvey as our MC for the party, it was really cool. And Michael showed up with his entourage and went on stage, um, you know, blew out the candles on his cake, it it was really cool. And then we had um, his uh, 30th um, anniversary party, Um, it was his 30th anniversary as a solo artist. We had an event for him in New York City um, in 2001 And uh, he came to that as well. And we had a, a bunch of different fans performing for him and he got to sit in the VIP box and watch the performances and then go on stage and accept an award that the fans had donated to give him as a celebration for 30 years in the business. And it was just incredible just to be in the same room as him on those two different occasions. That is
0: that is really really cool. That's amazing. So you 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 came very close to yes, to, yes. To, to to this guy. So yes. like first like a little technical question maybe. So how does how how does the collaboration between a fan club and like the artist or the record label all of that is was it was it
1: good with Michael Jackson's team? No, or? Actually, Michael was the best. Okay, so we it was crazy. So we actually used to own that. We actually had to unfortunately closed our doors in I guess about two thousand seven. Because it just after Michael died, sadly, all the you know, we had a big team before that. We had about 15 people. And when Michael passed away, unfortunately, you know, a lot of the I think you can call them perks, you know, whether they be, you know, tickets or, you know, meet and greets or whatever it was, you know, those all went away because Michael's no longer here. So a lot of people kind of just, you know, I don't know if they didn't, you know, and it was also hard for a lot of people as well, you know, to still be, you know, you know, they were very passionate about Michael. And when he passed away, it hit us all really hard. So a lot of people, you know, took a step back. So in the last few years, it was only three of us on the team. And we were running this whole website that was getting over a million hits a month. And it was the, the biggest Michael Jackson website on the internet by far. So it was just, unfortunate. we had to close down, but back to Michael. So we actually we owned the domain mjfanclub.net mm-hmm. and Michael always owned. So Michael never had an official fan club because he, I guess you can say in the 90s onward. He had one in the 80s, sort of, but it kind of dissolved. So in the 90s and 2000s, there were so many different fan groups around the world that Michael didn't want to step on anyone's toes because they were doing such a great job for him already that he's like, why do I need an official fan club when there's a fan group in Germany, a fan group in England, a fan group in the US, and they're all yeah. doing yeah. a fantastic job you know, promoting my legacy. So we were mjfanclub.net, but he always kept the domain mjfanclub.com, just in case he ever wanted to you know, change his mind. He wanted to make sure that he had it in his back pocket. But in the meantime, he had his MJFanClub.com redirect to our MJFanClub.net because he always said that our site was his favorite site. So he worked with us directly. And our, our fan club president, Deborah D- Daniley, um, was spoke to Michael on the phone regularly. And we had a very close relationship with Michael and um, the MJ Productions team. It was incredible how we we were able to work with them very nicely and they really loved our website and were in fully support of us. It was great.
0: Awesome. That's
1: really, that's that's amazing. I, I was not aware that it was that close. With, yeah, with, Michael with really, it was incredible. Like Michael, for as big of a star as he was, he really made time for his fans. Like there are stars nowadays that I see that, you know, don't give their, their fans the time of day. Michael Jackson was the biggest star in the world. And yeah. he always found time for his fans. No matter yeah. where it was, no matter how big the crowd was, he would stop, smile, sign autographs. Didn't didn't matter. Michael made time for his fans, and he truly did care about his fans. That was one thing that I just always admired about him was he was truly great to his fans.
0: Mm. What's what's your first memory of Michael Jackson? Is it like any any moment, any anything?
1: My first memory, it's funny, uh, I guess it would be in second grade. I remember my best friend, Justin, we had our, our talent show and he danced Billie Jean in talent show. And I remember you know, all the girls went crazy when he, when he threw his hat in, in the crowd. And that was just from that point on, I was like, oh, well, this is something, you know, because he was the one that really got me into it, first of all. And then um, from that point forward, it just kind of all snowballed from, that, from second grade <laughs> onward.
0: That's
2: amazing. How does, uh, how does, um, can you take us a bit with uh, with your um, story about how you start building your collection? Um,
1: yeah, sure. Um, so i actually started with just so i actually have a um a, a record business i actually sell used vinyl records online um and i uh, so i basically saw you know i i was i was collecting michael jackson records for about 10 years exclusively where i would you know just wasn't really doing any of this kind of memorabilia stuff that you see behind me i was just kind of doing like i'll kind of take you over here so these are like this is kind of my record collection here you can kind of say i've got a okay these are all michael jackson and then these are all michael jackson yeah so i'm doing <laughs> that for okay, okay i've got about 10 cubes of those i guess those ikea cubes i guess you know of full of records and there's about 50 to 75 in each cube so you're looking at over 10 i mean over a thousand 12 inch records there so that's where i kind of started my collection and then actually it was funny during covid i got kind of bored with records and i was like hey, I, you know it's kind of this a little bit of difference and then I kind of started buying, you know, smaller things. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll buy something like, you know, one of these like dolls. Yeah, I was like, you never had these, you know, but I always thought they were kind of fun, you know, let's get mm-hmm. the whole set of them, you know, so I got the whole set of those. So literally in the last three years, what you see behind me, it has been a product of the last three years for the most part. It's incredible how I've been able to do this. And I got very fortunate last year, um, I, I was buying a few items from a seller on eBay And he had some great items for sale, and you know we were going back and forth. I bought maybe about five things from him, and then he sent me a message on Instagram. He's like, you know, I saw you've been buying a lot from me. I think you might be interested. I've got a whole garage full of stuff. Uh, If you want to come take a look, and I was like, "Uh, (laughs) when can I come? (laughs) Exactly. So literally within a week later, I was driving ten hours up north to Maine from Pennsylvania to this stranger's house to um, (laughs) see what he had. And it turns out that his mother actually ran a Michael Jackson fan club in the nineties. Okay. And um, so, and she was also a big collector and she had passed away a few years ago. So he had inherited his mother's collection and he was in the process of selling it down. And he knew that, you know, it was going to take him years to sell it one by one, like he was doing now on eBay. So he kind (laughs) of just wanted to find somebody like basically like me, who he knew would really appreciate it and not necessarily be like a dealer who's going to go and flip it all and make a lot of money. So yeah, so he was looking for someone, you know, that, you know, he felt like he was gonna be, you know, giving his mom stuff a nice home. You know, we, we met and we really hit it off well. And um, we were able to make a business deal and strike a deal. And I was able to buy about um it ended up being about six full carloads of uh, Michael Jackson memorabilia. It took us six wow. trips back and forth to Maine to wow. get all this stuff back, and it's it was incredible the volume of things. This her name, her name was Nancy. She collected everything. I mean, and she was someone that you know, went to the store and she would see you know, a, a thing on the store. She'd buy all 10 of them. You know, she wouldn't buy one. She bought all 10 in the store. So, you know, she had multiples of everything. So for the last year, I've been selling a lot of things on eBay and, you know, because I had a lot of duplicates. So, um, and, you know, and also getting new things for myself um, as well, you know, because obviously it was incredible to find that many things all at once. So it took me about six months to go through everything entirely. And it was just it was thousands of items that you, you can't even imagine, but it was one of the biggest thrills of my life to go through all that stuff. And, and there are a lot of fans who are quite jealous when I was posting videos of me you know, opening a new box, you know, of, you know <laughs> new surprises and new mysteries. You never knew what you were going to find in some of these boxes. And I found some incredible things. Something I actually want to share with you guys now is actually yeah. in Germany. Okay, I okay. this. So this is actually one of my rarest items, I don't know. Oh, it's, items
0: yeah.
1: it's, it's a German promotional item. Uh, okay. So, back in 1988, when Moonwalker, the movie came out, they had these cars. So, P- Pepsi had a contest basically, you know, where you fill out a form and you could win, you know, a, you could win one of these little models, scale models. So, I think it's rumored that there's about 50 of them that were given in prizes and maybe a few, a few that were given to maybe um, top level executives. So, they, people don't know the exact number, but it's probably think, they think about 50 to 60 were, you know, maybe actually made it into people's hands. Okay. And the they have the original box as well is just absolutely Crazy. incredible. So this is and yeah, this is you can see it's in German there on the top. <laughs>
0: yeah. Some fantasy film das fantastische auto. <laughs> Jonathan speaks uh, German fluent too, but he's a little shy. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is one of my one of my favorite items in my collection, but by far that I, I found in that um wonderful collection that I purchased last year it was just quite when I found that I, I almost screamed it was you could have I think the neighbors heard me
2: <laughs> <laughs> what, what is the most special uh, product you you find can you highlight some yeah, something so, is it um, easy
1: yeah so in so I would say so actually in 2009 um I was in Los Angeles so there was going to be a Michael so there was be a large Michael Jackson auction where he was auctioning off all of his personal um items from the, the Neverland Ranch where his company, Julian's Auctions, had basically gone to the ranch and cataloged everything. There was about six different books of auction books of of his entire life, things from his household. And they also had costume pieces, stage pieces. So they had this big exhibition in Los Angeles of all these items where you could go and basically walk around this warehouse of all Michael Jackson. So I spent about six hours there one day just wandering around this huge, huge warehouse in Beverly Hills by myself, just with no one basically supervising me so I could touch everything. It was you know, fun. <laughs> so, yeah. And so I was actually in LA that week and Michael was in Los Angeles that week as well, because he was getting ready for his concerts for this is it in London that summer. Mm-hmm. So he was meeting with the various, you know, the choreographers and the dancers and getting all of his, his ducks in a row for London. So I knew that he was out in town, of course, uh, me being the mega fan and stalker that I am, you know, mm-hmm. I, I of course had to figure out where he was going to be. So lucky me, I um, have a friend who works for E! News, Entertainment News, mm-hmm. and um, he happened to, so um, I contacted him and said, hey, I'm going to be in California this week, you know, maybe we can find Michael Jackson as a joke. <laughs> he goes, yeah, I'll pick you up. And I was like, no, you kidding." not <laughs> so Then we we're driving around one day in Beverly Hills, and all of a sudden we're behind these two navy blue Lincoln Navigator SUV cars with mm-hmm. license plates from the state of Nevada, So my friend Danny goes, and he goes, hey, Jonathan, um, I think we're behind Michael Jackson's entourage now. I'm like, don't, I'm like, don't, don't lie to me, man. I'm like, don't, don't do that. That's not cool. And he goes, no, seriously, I've shot Michael Jackson before. And this is what he drives around in. I'm like, no, this this is not happening. This is not happening right now. So we turn down this back alley and, um, my friend Danny goes, just, just run, just run. So I, I, I go booking it towards the car and, um, out walks, I, I see an umbrella, you know, being held up and. There goes Michael Jackson's two children wearing their, you know, decorative masks that they should always wear because he li- like to keep their identities secret. And then out walks Michael Jackson. So I am freaking out, and I'm uh, Michael I love you. Oh my god, this my <laughs> records. I also had happened to have two records because I was prepared <laughs> in case I ran into him. So um, I was fortunate enough to get this one. I don't know if you guys can see up there.
2: Oh, yes. Wow,
1: that one signed, and another one signed by him.
2: Nice. Oh, wow. So
1: those are my t- my two prized um, collectibles that I would never part with because Michael signed them for me personally, and it was about eight weeks before he um, passed away. Um, unfortunately, so it's probably one of the last autographs that he even signed. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's incredible and something that I could never, I could never sell something like that. What,
0: what was he signing? A, a lot of autographs, or was it more like rare? Because in a- you have some athletes who pretty much sign everything, and yeah. you have some that don't sell.
1: And I mean, in the, in the later years, it was he was he was less approachable because he wasn't nearly he wasn't nearly in the public eye as much. So and you couldn't send him a letter because, you know, fan mail just, you know, after, you know, after the 90s, no one did fan mail anymore. That just wasn't you know a thing anymore. So, um, it, yeah, I mean, and then after the trials and all that, he really became sort of a recluse and he really wasn't you know, out, there wasn't many opportunities to get his autograph. I would say in the last 10 years of his life, as there were, you know, in you know the eighties and the nineties when he was everywhere and, you know, you'd see him at a hotel and he'd be mobbed and just signing like, you know, crazy. Mm-hmm. So, but he was always really, like I said, he was just really good to his fans and always made the time. And, you know, he, w- he wouldn't leave you high and dry. Like, you know, when I, when I, when I was there, I you know like, I knew I'm getting an autograph. I knew it was going to happen. Like I just knew this is meant to be, and this is going to happen. And he, <laughs> didn't let me down. <laughs> okay.
0: So, so, um, what is, is there, do you have a favorite Michael Jackson song or do you have to give the answer? No, all songs are incredible.
1: Oh, of course. Well, yeah. So my favorite album by far is the bad album. Um, that's mm-hmm. just, I love that. I can listen to that album from start to finish. And for me, my favorite song has always just been man in the mirror. It's just mm. such an anthem song for me. And it speaks on so different, so many different levels and it's just, you can, re- so many people can relate to it. And it's just, I love the message that it sends. And I just think it's, yeah, Michael. And Michael, when he, he sings it live, he s- screams it out and it's incredible.
0: Have you seen live a lot of live concerts?
1: So I've seen them many live concerts, but I have never had the um, opportunity to be Michael Jackson. I've seen everyone else but Michael Jackson. I've seen mm. Elton John 25 times. I've seen the Rolling Stones, <laughs> Tina Turner, you know, you name my, Madonna, but I had tickets, so I had one, well, so two times. I had tickets to see Michael Jackson twice. Once was for his um, 2001 anniversary show in New York City at Madison Square Garden. I don't know if you m- remember that show. They, w- they were all over TV with Whitney Houston was there. Mm-hmm. and Yeah, and him and his brothers reunited for the first time. So it was a big deal. I don't, a lot of friends that flew in, in f- from Europe for that show. But at the time, I was only 16. So um, I was, but, and I, I lived about two hours away and I hadn't been up to New York. I was up there once as a child, but my mom wasn't very keen on me going up to New York by myself. <laughs> and I didn't, <laughs> so uh, at 16, you know, I bagged and bagged. I had, actually had tickets. I, I found a way to get tickets from on my, my own somehow and I ended up having to sell them on eBay. It, was, it broke my heart, but and ended up being the same week as 9-11, too. So, I, you know, in some ways, it's like, you know, I, I'm glad I wasn't in, in New York that week. But, you know, so, it was, you know, you, you never know. You know, everything happens for a reason. so. And then I had tickets for the This Is It shows in London. I had planned mm-hmm. to be there as a correspondent for the Michael Jackson fan club and do a lot of you know, backstage interviews with the various teams working on the show. And, you know, Kenny Ortega, Travis Payne and all those folks who were you know, the big names working with Michael directly. And I had tickets for the first three nights of, of, of the shows so far. I, I'd planned a, about two weeks stay in London in July. And then when Michael passed away, that all just went away. So I ended up going to London that week still and you know, going to the O2, they had a big um, memorial for him and a lot of, they had a, you know, a bunch of fans showed up that were supposed to go to the concerts. They had some impersonators that showed up and it was just really nice, nice way to kind of, you know, be with a lot of the, the fans who, you know were experiencing the same emotions as you. And, you know, cause we were all just kind of like still so shocked and confused and like this is really happening still, you know?
2: Yeah, and, yeah, just, yeah sorry. Oh,
1: oh, go ahead, Can then, you
2: then, describe how that changed? Because we have, uh, for example, uh, a lot of what, what Dennis already mentioned, uh, Kobe collectors. Which would what uh, what his when he's passed away, which impact has it on on the oh. life of the people?
1: Yeah, the Michael Jackson market went through the roof when he died. You can't hmm. even imagine what things were selling for. Things that I could never get those prices now. Like things that you know w- w- would sell for maybe. Fifty dollars now. We're selling for you know three, four hundred dollars. Then it was incredible what people were willing to pay because I guess people were just buying with emotions. You know they wanted that. You know mm-hmm. emotions. You know will, will make you do things sometimes. You know and you think, oh, I used to have that as a child. I always wanted that. And you know now it's the right time to have it. You know because you know I'm thinking of Michael. I miss Michael. I want to have it. So people were just paying, extra ex- ridiculous prices. So and I yeah I sold one. So I had um. So, I had three things. That, so, back when he died, I had three three autographs, and I had one that i gotten previously from a family friend. I sold one of them on eBay, and that one ended up going for like $3,000. It was absolutely incredible. And then, you know, now I'd be looking at $1,000 or something like that. So, mm-hmm. it's just what people were willing to pay back then the market's still very strong now don't get me wrong the michael jackson market is still very very strong and it's, okay. and it's actually becoming quite younger these days too you're seeing a lot of younger collectors come into the marketplace you know mm-hmm. who are under the age of 20 you know who weren't really around when michael was even you know who were less than 10 years old when michael passed away so these people weren't fans really necessarily growing up but they had discovered him you know and it's incredible just to see how many you know new fans are coming in, into the um, realm of the fandom it's great
0: it's amazing. So, so how are you guys? Are you guys uh, connected? Like um, uh, the collectors? How, do you? Is it eBay? Is it Facebook? Instagram? How well, do you guys communicate? Yeah,
1: we do a, a lot. There's a lot of Michael Jackson Facebook groups. There's a lot of Michael Jackson Facebook collectors group where people will post. You know, things. I'm trading this. I'm selling this. You know, I'm looking for this, and you know, people will help each other out. And mm-hmm. I'm actually—I've got a pretty big following on Instagram. I've got over seven thousand followers now on Instagram, where I um, promote m- my collection. And um, I actually just recently launched a, a new business, actually, to um, complement my hobby. My um, good friend Jamie and I from the UK—we launched Michael Jackson Market, yeah. MichaelJacksonMarket.com, which is the place where we're, we're um, going to um, sell some things from our collection. And um, we're really excited about some of the new collaborations we have um, coming up for, on the site. And we just launched that last month. And it's really exciting. We're, we're going to be selling things from our, our collections and things that we acquire. If people come to us directly now. We've got a link on the site where you can sell us your collection you know, or sell us items, you know, or on consignment, whatever works best for you. So it's really fun just to see what people have and what, you know, what, the, you know, what's out there still.
0: It's amazing. So you really made it, made it a business.
1: Yeah, I actually, I just thought because you know, I was selling a lot of things on eBay, you know, um, last year when I bought that larger collection. And I was just sick of jumping through all the eBay hoops. eBay has so many rules yeah. to follow and you have to <laughs> upload your tracking in this fast or, you know, you get a horrible ranking. And, you know, it's just it's a nightmare working through eBay and having to deal with all their regulations and rules. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to cut, cut them out and, and do my own little thing. So my mm-hmm. friend Jamie was a web developer and also a huge Michael Jackson fan. So I thought, you know what? why not now this is a great time for us to do it so and it's really exciting we just, yeah launched last month and it's really really great so far it's been yeah. wonderful
0: we put the we put the uh, the link in the show notes right everybody Thank you, guys. can can have a look look at it i i've been checking out the the website it looks looks really really cool and um, yeah i mean michael jackson uh, in, in europe of course was was large too uh, i also saw a lot of concert never Never saw a Michael Jackson concert. Sadly. Yeah, I
1: always this close every time. You know? yeah. <laughs> My
2: best friend actually went to Frankfurt when, when he was in the in Frankfurt. He see him live uh, or saw him live, but uh, I, I'm too. i have never saw him live.
1: But you
2: still the ticket from the concert, so I think this is also very um, valuable.
1: Another cool thing I, I forgot from Germany. So this is so this these were given out on the very first show of the Dangerous World Tour. They're okay. numbered keychains for you know for, for special people that were you know involved in the show from the first show in Munich, and everyone's number on the back. So, you know, these are quite rare. There's only about a thousand of these in existence. People
2: are selling on eBay, this kind of stuff. Yeah, uh,
1: something like this could sell for two, three hundred hours very easily, just for a little, you know, hearing, you know, something so simple. But, you know, just because it's, you know, in demand and rare, people are really looking for them. It's it's really fun.
2: How did you, uh, is there a kind of. How did you know? Is it uh, um, not a copy of, of something? Yeah, like, now,
1: uh, a lot of things are, especially with Michael Jackson autographs these days. I tell people buy them with caution because mm-hmm. for every one, there's 50 fakes. Mm-hmm. It's really, really difficult. And it's really sad to be honest. Like I would honestly would never buy an autograph on a secondary market ever because mm-hmm. I, I just don't trust them. There are too, way too many fakes than reals, and, reels and everyone claims to be an expert, you know? So, mm. so you know, just because, you know, you think it's real, the next person's going to say it's fake, you know? And I actually sent my two autographs that I got signed in person to PSA authentication services mm-hmm. who do autographs professionally. And they had, they told me they're fake. Oh, no. So, <laughs> these are the professionals. <clears throat> these are the pros who I actually paid almost 100, I think, I think it was like $200 each. And I got like, two letters back saying, sorry, can't certify these. I was, oh, I was furious. I'm like, okay. well, then... What can you do? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: like,
1: honestly, I'm like, this is the, like, I was just, I was shocked. Like, I, I thought this is going to be an easy one for them. You know?
0: Yeah. Wow. So, okay. That's crazy.
1: So, exactly. So, you know, who can you really trust? If the, you know, these are the, the uh, one of the top three,
0: um, certification companies. In, the yeah.
1: in the world, you know, yeah. it's really, it's a very risky game. So I, I find that, you know, it's better to buy autographs from people that, you know, knew Michael personally, you know, people that, you know, who were associated with them, you know, or, you know, that you can trust, you know, that, you know, because otherwise it's just really, it's a, it's a crapshoot when you're, you know, it's like, you know, playing, playing poker, you know, you never know what you're going to get. And it's it's too dangerous, especially when you're spending hundreds of dollars on something like that. You know, you don't, I I wouldn't risk it. I definitely wouldn't advise against that to anyone looking to buy a Michael Jackson autograph. Be careful. Hmm.
2: Wow.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, That
2: PSA is also for sports cards. So very, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: they're they're big with sports cards. Yeah. So, yeah, Yeah, And. You never know. I was just yeah. Um just yeah. That day was when I, uh, that letter came back. I was just curious. You <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. Curious.
0: <laughs> so do do you do you have uh, Michael Jackson trading cards? By the way,
1: um, I do actually have some. Um, I have okay. some trading cards. Yes. Um, let me see where they're at. Um, where are my trading cards at? Let me go see.
0: <laughs> Call them. <laughs> Call the assistant. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. That's very, very, very. Do you, very do you have
2: some stuff for Michael, and Dennis? You have in your. Uh,
0: yeah, uh, I just uh, d- just just one or two pieces. Nothing, nothing big. And of course, I have the um, the records, the Thriller vinyl record, the Bad vinyl record. Um, I have some Jackson Five uh, mm. records too, but um, yeah, but the music is amazing. Uh-huh. amazing oh here he comes
1: so these are from the thriller era they got a bunch of these things okay. so they were sold like this originally in little packets like this and you get a full set of cards like this and then you can make a puzzle and so the back side has a puzzle
0: nice that you awesome. put together
1: and then and then there are ones like you know they're in several different series of these cards so they have like you can see these here this is one what? of the other so this what company them.
0: is it from jonathan so
1: these, were made, so these were made by i think i was gonna say is it so these were manufactured by Michael Jackson, MJJ Productions. So okay. They um, owned, you, you can see there on the back. So they actually
0: okay, did the, so. Okay. Yeah. It was just so the best. On, he just did everything on his own. Yeah, he <laughs>
1: yeah exactly. He put, exactly. His licensing company, he put, he put his name on everything in the 80s and the 90s. Like, literally, it's smart. But you know what? Michael though, always looked at, and he approved, that's one thing, he approved everything. If, if it, was, if it okay. was crap, he would say, no. No, okay. not at all. Um, you know, he, he looked at everything that had his name on and made sure that it was quality and then that he liked the imaging and, the, you know, the graphics and made sure that it didn't look like something that was going to be garbage that would bring down his brand because he always wanted to elevate his brand with any merchandise that he sold. So he was very much involved in that throughout his whole career is making sure it, that, you know, the fans got quality products always.
0: Is, he, he was a very detailed person, right?
1: Very, very much so, yes. He had, oh, uh, yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't think he ever slept because his so his mind was always wandering and yeah exactly
0: yeah that's that's what i also heard like like always up and and like best ideas well, in the middle of the night he's, and he's, yeah, everybody... he was always on yeah he, yeah, yeah he
1: had no off switch which was unfortunate because that's what you know when he couldn't you know that's how his demise happened when he couldn't fall asleep it's also sad because mm-hmm. he was just always it was three o'clock in the morning he had an idea you know he wants to go go work it out in the studio and he's like no this is when you are in bed buddy <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so the, then of course we have to ask the the sad sad question where where were you and and how did you hear from, from yeah
1: him? so um that day uh, i was at work and i got an email from our fan club president around 12 o'clock saying that michael was being rushed to the hospital we don't have any details yet but it's not looking good and then my my heart sunk in my chest at that, that moment i, I knew I, I knew from that. I just, I knew. I, I, okay. I don't know why. I just knew. And within 30 minutes he was, he was already unfortunately dead upon arrival at the hospital. They, But yeah. And um, so, and then I left work early that day because it was literally, I was just, and then they announced that when, when it came out, I'm just like, wow, I just couldn't believe it. And I'm, yeah, this, me, I was just I, is in disbelief for the first, I think, 24 hours. I just really, like, it's just, this just can't be happening. This is, you know, this is Michael Jackson. No, no, mm. no, this can't be happening. Because, you know, I was, ready to go to, I was ready to go to London in two weeks. You know, I had big plans and, you know, mm. a huge, huge agenda going on. And I'm um, just utter disbelief. And then um, I went to work the next day. And then as soon as I walked in, I never thought that I'd be the person who would cry. Michael mm. Jackson, I, I never. And I just all of a sudden just started to cry. And I don't know, I just, I don't know why. And I just, my boss gave me a hug and was just like, you know, uh, I understand, you know, he meant a lot to you. And it's just, I never thought that would happen to me. I didn't think I would be impacted like that. And it was just incredible the impact that the man had on my life. And I was actually very fortunate, where I was able to attend his memorial service in at the Staples Center in Los Angeles. Okay. They, had, they had a um, raffle for that, um, and you know, so we were tr- actually trying to get in touch with you know, the Jackson inner circle that week, the fan club, because we wanted to you know we, we wanted to see as many of us could, could go as possible, but we couldn't get in touch with Joe Jackson that week because you know obviously you know they were had a lot going on. Yeah. So his voicemail was full. So every time you know we called Joe, you know we went write the voicemail where it was full. So we had to go through the, the raffle on Ticketmaster like everybody else. And luckily, one of my friends, Gail, who lives um, nearby me here in Pennsylvania, she had won the raffle and she couldn't go because she had a young child. So she called me at like midnight and was like, I, I got the tickets. Um, do you want to go? And I said, I- I'm going tomorrow. I'll book a flight right now. Mm-hmm. So I booked a flight like, like 1230 that night. And I-, I was out in Los Angeles two days later for the memorial. And. I think I was in LA. I flew out that mor- that day, and then I stayed the night. And I was in LA in less than 24 hours. I was on, on the red eye going back, because I had to get ready for London. I was leaving from London a week later, almost. So it was a very busy week for me. But I got to go to the service. Um, we got this. Actually, sat behind Lionel Richie. I didn't know it was him, and you know, because I'm just the whole time I'm in there. I'm just looking, looking around. I'm not really. I'm just in my own little world. And all of a sudden, Lionel stands up to go. B- perform on stage oh my god this is Lionel Richie yeah, I was like I'm sitting behind Lionel Richie oh my god yeah, yeah. so that, that was pretty cool yeah so we were like right there with, with everyone else who was there that you saw on tv the millions that watched it around the world and it was just so incredible to be there in person and very emotional very yeah. and very you know just, but I thought it was a very well done service and I was very happy with how the family put that on mm-hmm. awesome
2: can you, today, your your day beside your sleeping is, I don't know, 30, 14 hours a day. How much of this time is about Michael Jackson? Or-
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm constantly, I'm like an eBay addict. I'm constantly looking at eBay for anything that's coming up new. So, because I don't want to be the one person that misses nothing, you know, so. God, I, I don't want to admit it. To be honest, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm probably looking at eBay at least once an hour just to make sure nothing new's coming up because I don't want to miss out on it. I've been kind of crazy the last two years, so to say the least.
0: Okay, okay. but I mean, now as you made it your business too, you, you
1: yeah, exactly. Then now, I, I, exactly. Now I'm invested in it more as well. Exactly.
0: That's, that's very cool.
1: That's so really what I want to show you guys is I actually just got this yesterday. This is my so yeah, I was. I wanted to, to ask about year. this. Yes. yes, I was voted this past year. Um, so Hector Barjo is one of the he's a Michael Jackson, I guess you can call him an influencer on YouTube. And he has a wonderful channel where he um, shows his different um, collection as well. And he has every year he has an awards ceremony where um, the fans will go in and vote for you know, who they think has the best collection in the world. And this past year, um, I was the lucky winner of that um, the Hector Barjot Best Collection in 2022 award, and I got to go up to New York City last night and meet Hector and his wife and get my award in person, and you know I had a little mini award ceremony up there, so it was fun. And oh, amazing! Thank you, Hector, again. <laughs>
0: Co- congratulations! Yeah, I, I saw that on your page, and I was like, wow, that is like okay. So yeah. the fans vote for this?
1: Yeah, So um, every year he um, uh, um, he there's about usually five or 10 finalists every year, depending on how many want, want, want to enter. And then it's on YouTube. They, you make about a two minute video of your, of your collection and then everyone watches the videos and then the fans go in onto, onto his page and they vote for their favorite collection of um, out of all the, all the videos they saw. And I I wasn't ready last year. So I, I told my husband, I'm like 2022 is going to be my year. So I, I made sure that I had everything ready this year and it, I was the lucky winner.
0: So amazing, man. And you know, now the podcast. Such a positive and and, and outgoing yes. and good person, Jonathan. Really, it's, Thank you it's so really much. exciting to, to listen to you and, and to to hear your stories. That's really, really, really cool. I feel yeah, very a lot, fortunate. <clears throat> a lot of energy. I, I like it. Uh you I have the feeling you can
2: talk now ten ten hours about uh oh, the yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Yes. Yeah, last night when we were up in, I was up in New York City with my friends and we were chatting about Michael Jackson all day. It was like that oh, was great. You know, we could just because my partner and i don't he's a fan but not like me so when i have someone like hector when i can talk to him it's just great to have someone like that where you can really have a real michael jackson conversation with someone who knows who's on the same page as you how, mm.
0: how do you ex- like like if somebody doesn't know michael jackson or like like you said the kids nowadays yeah, yeah. like how do you describe him what's what's the
1: so it's funny my little nephew now he's colton he's six years old and he loves watching the videos like he's okay. just mesmerized whether it's remember the time when he's you know when he's spinning around turning into the gold dust or he just loves With magic and,
0: johnson by yeah, the way in the video exactly.
1: yeah. he as like a, a, a magician on stage he's like how does mm. he do that <laughs> what i'm like he's the i'm like colton he's the best that's that's why he is the king of pop and there was there will be there's only one and we'll be lucky to see another one like that in our lifetime maybe yeah. He's just really one in a million. That's why I sound like he is like m- watching him is just like space you happiness. And you just, it's like magic on stage. It really is the, some of the things that he's able to accomplish. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, in, with, with some of our guests, like when we say the, the letters, MJ, it's another MJ here for the sports <laughs> cards co- community. Of course they always oh, yes. have Michael Jordan.
1: But we also collaborate with Michael on in 1992 for jam. Remember that that video where they played basketball together?
0: Amazing. Amazing. Michael Jordan really tried his best to dance. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Exactly. That was a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, really, really, really cool, man. And it's an unfortunate. What a, what a talent, what an artist, what like outstanding, just outstanding. Like, and I have to say, like all the stories that like we hear about people, The good thing with him
1: is he's very misunderstood. And I think he's very, to be honest, I think that the problem with with him is that he was very, people saw him as an easy target. People saw him as, you know, basically had a big target on his back saying, you know, kick me as hard as you can and take my money is what Mm -hmm. it came down to. You know, it was, it's really sad because he liked, he was nice to everybody. And then until you double crossed them and then, then you're, you know, and then you're cut out, you know, but. And people just took advantage of his kindness and it's really sad. It's really, and I think, you know, he was honestly with all, you know, all the scandals in his life. I just think it's really, uh, and I'm glad that it, it hasn't overshadowed. I think what it, what has been as a man's talent. I think especially in the, the European fans have yeah. been wonderful to Michael. I know the American fans have been a, a bit less forgiving, I would say, but I know Michael loved his European and Asian fans. And then they even bat an eye when, when those things came out.
0: Mm. Mm really cool thank you so much for sharing like those those stories and insight to your collection all of that it's like really really interesting and yeah we put all your websites and all your social media in in the show notes and um yeah i'm i'm sure our community welcomes this this very entertaining talk and your openness and and showing us your stuff and i hope we hear and see more from you jonathan Yes,
1: thank you so much wonderful speaking to you both
0: Thank Thank you so much. Take care.
1: Thank you. Bye now. Thank
0: you. Bye-bye. Bye.